Welcome to the podcast. Today, it's uh, Pat and Stu in for Glenn, who's out sick. Uh, Joe Biden had a cognitive test, or he wants to, he should have a cognitive test. He hasn't had it yet, but he was asked about it, and it did not go well. Pat, would you say it went well? No, I would say it did not go well. <laughs> no, it did not. Um, we also talk about living with our whiteness. Both Pat and I are white thing. people. We're it bad. Really we're bad people. Yeah. And are we're shamed. We can't do anything about it. We're just too white. We'll never be able to solve it. We'll go into that. And also climate change, how that's getting control of our society and what we should, uh, what are the facts on it? Some amazing stuff coming out. And uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, also known as uh, apparently my father, <laughs> um, he, he is uh, saying some new stuff on COVID and we'll get into some of that as well. Plus, what's going on with sports? College football. Is it going to occur? We'll address that as well. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, and head over to Pat Gray Unleashed. Do the same there. Subscribe to the Pat Gray Unleashed podcast. And Good safety tip. It is. It's a great safety tip, and you can review it uh, as well there. And the same for Stu Does America, where you can get all the episodes for free, not only on podcasts, but also on YouTube. And uh, if you want to uh, vote for Glenn Beck for the Radio Hall of Fame, you have, I think, a couple more days to do it until August 9th. One vote per email address. The place to go is RadioVote.com. RadioVote.com. Glenn has been nominated for the Radio Hall of Fame, if you don't know that. And now he's staying out sick to get your sympathy votes uh, on the board. So please oblige him. RadioVote.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Joe Biden was asked yesterday about the cognitive thing. I Somebody finally had the giblets to bring it up, which is interesting because he's kind of laughed it off in the past, sort of joked about it. Yeah, I test it all the time. Right. Are you? Are you? Really? <laughs> How does that? You're, I mean, you're being, cognitively tested all the time? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, it's one of those questions that you, of course, as Joe Biden, realize eventually someone's going to ask you. Yeah. You have to assume and be prepared for it. And, and I think I think it shows that Joe is pretty prepared for this one. <laughs> yes. You know, he had a great yes. line to he, fire back. Didn't he, though? Uh, he really got through all the words he was trying to say in the right <laughs> order. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you be the judge. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Um, okay, whoa. Come on, man. That's like saying <laughs> oh, you, man. before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, oh, huh? I, why would I'm you? sorry. Are, wait, are you a junkie? What do you say whoa, to Pause it for a second Trump. if you can. Are you asking a black man if he's a junkie? Uh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that what just transpired here? Seriously, if this was Trump. Yep. That'd be the only thing people would be talking about. Yes. And it's interesting yes. that he, he, Biden seems to get in trouble when he tries to be, to, to, to relate to the peeps. You know, when he yeah, gets to the, on, come on, man, man come on. Okay. You bought up for me. You're, you ain't black. You know, like it's that, yeah. it's that vibe that he keeps getting yep. uh, in big trouble with. And this is just the beginning of, of this, this clip. I mean, because yeah, you I see his reaction. Clip. First of all, it's ridiculous for you to ask me if I would have He's a cognitive test. He's pissed about it. He's pissed off about it. And then he tries to kind of joke his way out of it, saying it would be as if we just tested you for cocaine, which, again, you see what he's doing there in normal times. Now, you know, and again, but, if the guy was sniffing and uh, kind of wiping his nose and he had some white residue under his nose, you, it, there might be reason to ask him if he's a cocaine addict right. because there's some evidence of it. That's why you're being asked, yes. Joe. There's plenty of evidence that you have 
a problem with cognitive abilities right. right now. And it's not even, it's way past the point of being funny. And, it's yeah. it, it's yeah. frightening and it's it's terrifying that he could be president, but it's also really sad what he's apparently going through. Yeah, I go back and forth on this because sometimes it just, you know, <laughs> it strikes you a certain way and you yeah. can't help. He's, a, he's, he, he's, su- he's supposed to be a competent member of society. He's running for yeah. president and for one of the two major parties. Right. And so it's hard to not look at it and just say, gosh, this guy's a buffoon. I mean, he just con- continually makes an idiot of himself. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of stop and realize, well, this is by the end of this clip, I, I switched from, from laughing for, to crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it really, it gets ugly and we should point out, he really does answer the question here, which is interesting. Um, he answers yeah. his own question. You know, why do I have to take a test? Well, you're about to hear why. Yeah, <laughs> you're about to hear it, and uh, he he just butchers this answer in about 15 different ways. Are, are you a junkie? What do you say to <laughs> President Trump, who brags about here, his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, I I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, I am am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental my physical as uh, well as my mental fi- fitness oh my gosh uh, God, that's as sad. he's telling us he's willing to allow us uh, like he has a choice right. to judge his physical and mental fitness he can't even get through that sentence can't get through it and the the scare oh man perhaps the scarier part of that is immediately Ooh. before he says i'm willing to have everyone judge my physical and me- mental fitness he looks down at a piece of paper. He's seemingly reading. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah. The idea that he wants people to judge his mental fitness. Wow. He's reading it off of a paper because he can't remember what he's supposed to say. And if you remember correctly, he's he mentions the elephant and the lion because that was part of the cognitive test that mm. Trump talked about. It wasn't an elephant and a lion. It was a rhino. And a lion. <laughs> really? So we got that part wrong too. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. And he says, uh, "Well, he says a few words out of order there, where he says, 'I'm instead of I'm so looking forward to meeting Trump in a debate.' He says, 'I'm I'm so forward looking, yeah, to meet meeting Trump at yeah. a debate.' So he shows us many instances, many reasons why people are asking about its cognitive abilities. Yeah, and he he seems to laugh at a very strange <sighs> moment where nothing happens. He's at the very least, like, like, let's look at the very best for read on this for a second. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he's trying too hard. He can't read the room, right? This guy is a serious interviewer who's trying to interview him and ask mm-hmm. serious questions. He's laughing on top of him. He's acting like it's a joke. He is now again, I know it's virtual, but he has no sense of what he's supposed to be doing in that moment. Um, and I, you could theoretically look at the end of that. One of the excuses they've given for Biden over these years is that remember this whole thing where they said his stutter, he had a stutter when he was a kid and then he got it to go away and now it's coming back, which scientists kind of say isn't really how that works. Mm. Um, mm. Doctors have said that after afterward. 
But that was a big excuse. Apparently, he did have a serious problem. The last part of it, to me, you could look at and say he's he's having a stuttering issue with it. He, you, you could see him trying to struggle his way through fitness and he keeps saying phil he, he just keeps going the wrong way with it he's going mm-hmm. to the l instead of the t mm-hmm. and you can kind of see him kind of just like push it through push the word fitness through in a way you could maybe give him a break on that one small part of it but you look at the whole thing as a whole there's no way to explain it there's no way to explain it he is all over the board he's he's it's, mm-hmm. he's legitimately expressing the wrong emotions at the wrong times it's as if he's at a, he's laughing through the funeral and he's crying through a comedy show. It yeah, is a weird, weird moment. It, it is weird stuff. Packed with 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 strangeness. And the terrifying part of it oh. is that he could be president of the United States, but for how long is the question in my mind? If he if he were to beat Trump, which heaven forbid, please, <laughs> by all that is holy, <laughs> please no. Please. <laughs> But if he were to become president, uh, how long does he last in office? And who is it that finally removes him? Does he step aside on his own? Does a doctor move into this thing and say, this guy's not fit anymore? How will that work? Did you see the clip the other day, Pat, where he was walking out and he wanted to go talk with the media and his aide is grabbing his sort of wrist and kind of pulling him through, which isn't you know that crazy when you're talking about you're trying to get someone to move mm-hmm. and he starts to walk over to the media and you can see her fingers dig into his wrist like mm. no you're coming this way uh you didn't, you didn't see this clip? I didn't it's see it. really no. disturbing mm. um, and i think more it's not like they're just controlling him they're just saying good god don't let him talk to anybody yeah. and it seemed like yeah. how you would honestly like drag your grandpa through a situation where he was supposed to go one direction you're trying not to be obvious about it you can see you know the fingers the nails kind of dig into his arm being like no let's say what you would almost do with like a dog right you'd pull the leash a little bit one direction so they know to go that direction Mm -hmm. that is this is not right guys this is not right this man obviously can't do this and they keep trotting him out Mm -hmm. there as if we're supposed to accept he could be president of the united states yeah it's insanity it's are there any patriots around him seriously you have to wonder is there anybody who cares Mm -hmm. enough about this country to come out and say and maybe there are people behind the scenes that are saying joe don't do this okay let's you know don't do this the time has passed for that though right i mean he's gonna be he's gonna be the nominee in a week yeah you know Uh, i think there's now after that maybe there's a chance they could switch it out i don't know i just look at this and you just you just Mm -hmm. see you see him crumbling i mean the man Mm -hmm. can't do this he can't do it and so you you might say if you're like a democrat and you think okay trump's really bad we can't have him in there let's get joe elected and then once joe gets elected we'll all run the show back here you know he'll chime in once in a while but we'll pretty much ignore him and then eventually he'll probably wind up leaving and we'll probably replace him with whoever this vp is that's why i do really legitimately believe this is the most significant vice presidential announcement hugely in american yeah. history at least modern history yeah it's hugely significant who biden picks here and mm-hmm. you know we, normally you might say well they're all liberals like the difference between some you know aoc clone and a normal democrat for this pick is really a big deal for all of us mm-hmm because if you get you get an AOC clone in there, and there's some that are in, I mean, you know, Karen Bass is basically a communist, like, and she's 
she is she's on the short list on the short list because like, i mean i don't i can't imagine he's going to pick her because literally no one knows who she is <laughs> like, yeah you know uh at least like you know sarah palin wasn't familiar to the american people either but she was a rising star bass is what 66 been around for a long time you know has all sorts of dirt they're going to be able to look through and and you know trump is going to have fun with that one mm-hmm. with susan rice like they're going to have fun with some of these um but it is a strange, strange time because the media is acting as if this is okay and normal. Like a, they, they, you're, mm-hmm. it's like they're running almost a zombie candidate. They're not even trying to have someone who's it would even make the case that he's competent to do this job right now. It's clear. Look at these clips. Every time mm-hmm. the man speaks. In public, mm-hmm. one of these things happens. Well, listen to his China policy. Did you uh, did you see the China policy <laughs> speech? Because um, this is powerful. I think you'll oh, like okay. this. Oh, yeah, this good. is really good. The way Trump, the way China will respond is when we gather the rest of the world that, in fact, invades in in, free, in, 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 in open trade and making <laughs> sure that we're in a position <laughs> that the world uh, that, that, the, that we deal with the, WHO the uh, right way. That then, in uh, fact. That's when things began to change. That's mm. when China. That's when uh, that's, China's behavior is going to change. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> well, okay. I've is that pretty clear that he spelled that out? That's pretty clear now, well, right? He's invavened it. Uh, I don't. I'm not exactly he's sure. He's invavened it. I don't know what invavened means, but I think that's what he said. Invavened. <laughs> and I, I, it's one of those things. It feels like it should be a word. It does. I mean, it's invavened not. is a it's a good sounding. It sounds like a real yeah, word. Like is. maybe I'm just not familiar with. Is invavened mm. a word? <laughs> it might. Maybe it, it is. You know, I maybe. I really should check before I start I'm making sure fun I of don't him. know every word in the English language. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, and he's been vavened might be one. Some of them he's been bringing back, like malarkey. Like, I mean, I yeah. know malarkey, but it's been right. a while since I had heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings that one back. Maybe in Vaven's like an old timey. Maybe. I, look, I, he's struggling to get through any of this. One mm-hmm. of the things they, they uh, wrote about in this uh, uh, story about him, a very lengthy story about his stutter. This is when they were trying to explain, hey, we swear this is just like, it's a minor thing, does not going to affect his job at all, is that he would try to create workarounds for words. He could feel that he couldn't get through a word coming up. You know, he knew he was going to say invavened, and he, he was like, crap, I'm not going to get, get that through invavened, yes. so I better come up with a workaround. So he would come up with other like synonyms. He would essentially map himself around the word so he wouldn't have to say it. And that's how he dealt with it as a kid. Um, you almost can see that happening. He does here. it now. Yeah. yeah like he, he can't, the real half the reason he doesn't make sense all the time is because he's constantly like rewording his sentences on the fly or something. It's, it, it, I, that's not going to work with word world leaders. Like how you communicate is important. It's, it's kind important. of important. Yeah. Do I have to say these things? And one of the things he's doing is et cetera. When he runs yep. into trouble and he can't think of the rest of, for instance, mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence, uh, yep. it's like, et cetera. We the, we the people, et cetera. Or I, I've gone too long. That was a big one he used in the debates. You yep. heard him in that I've first clip long. say, uh, uh, say, oh, I'm going to say something I, I'm going to regret. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say that. Like a lot of times it's not he's describing something else. He can't get through what he's saying. He doesn't know he's lost where he was going. Yep. So he acts as if he's interrupting himself as sort of a trick. To make it seem like, oh, he's just trying to be responsible. That's not what, what's happening. He's lost it. Yeah. He's lost where he was going. Sadly, yeah. That's terrifying. I, I think that's exactly what's going on. The best of the Glenn Beck program.
There's uh, there was um, uh, some great chanting la- uh, last night that I learned, and I, I'd <laughs> no, like really? us all to participate. <laughs> every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. Ah. You like that one? Every city, every, every town, town, burn, burn the, the precincts, precincts to, to the, the ground. ground. It's got Everybody, a nice flow. doesn't it? Though it's yeah. got a really nice flow. And it applies to not just the downtown area. It's every precinct in every town. So yeah. you just burn them all down. Uh, and that's what they're trying to do. And it's uh, there's also uh, some shots being fired on oh. a pretty nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrap things up, though, pretty early the other night. They, uh, they were only out rioting until 3.30 in the morning. And then things stopped. They calmed right down after 3.30 in the morning. So they didn't go till dawn. It's not like they're rioting all night long until the dawn. No, that would be ridiculous. It would be silly. So when they say no justice, no peace, the the peace begins at three thirty. I mean, they I mean they mean no justice, no peace until three <laughs> yes, thirty. Until three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I, we were told that uh, at least by the media, that's not what they mean. That's not what they mean. That they just mean what they would like to do is change some police policies. It's they don't want to defund the police. Oh, I see. When they say defund the police, they don't They mean don't want to defund the police. Defund the pol- no, police. No, no, no. We can't they take mean, that. No. What do they mean then? What they mean is there are certain policies that need huh. to be tweaked. Um, Why don't they say that then? Why don't they You know what? There's certain policies that need to be tweaked. Well, you could say that. You could. You I mean, could. But like I, I mean, look how yeah, many syllables. I just did. Look how many syllables that is. It's a lot. It's a it, is it? It's, yeah, it's a lot more than substantially the more. Th- yeah, I guess it is. It is significantly more, and <laughs> you know, an easier. If you just say burn it down, that's even shorter than. And if it rhymes, it's really catchy, and you you remember that, right? So every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. That uh, is just a catchy little ditty. It, it, they don't but really basically mean what you just said. Translates to there's a couple tweaks in policy that need to be made. Huh? Why are they setting fires then all over the town? Well, the fire in every city and, and every town in every town. The, the, the fire itself <laughs> is more of a symbol. Is it for policy tweaking? Oh, yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. You know, there there's some details in the policies uh-huh. that are, are going one way. They just need to be just just the Tweaked direction just ever so altered, slightly. Ever so slightly. Okay. Yeah. And other than that, well, that's understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's going to work out really well. <laughs> really well. I don't understand why people can't understand this. I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by this as as we go through the past few weeks. In that, like more and more, the idea of winning a logical argument or coming up with evidence that proves a point no longer matters. None of this is it makes any dent in the way this stuff gets covered. Like mm-hmm. Portland is a great is a great argument uh there every night there are dozens of videos of these same people lighting buildings on fire hitting police officers in the head with rocks and and bottles and shooting fireworks at them and all of these things yeah and yet every ounce of coverage by the mainstream media is how bad the federal agents are yeah, and, in and how fact, bad Donald Trump is. One of the one of the portions of this report from uh, Coin in Portland was uh, because they were on the scene as some of the rioting was happening, and the police were radioing back to uh, the precinct that they were under heavy rock attack. And so, I mean, they're just under this constant barrage, and this is happening pretty much every night. But yes, like you said, all we're focused on are the federal troops there that need to go. 
because that's yeah. the real problem. That's the po- and, and and it 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 seems to make no difference no matter how much evidence you have, no matter how many times you say the same thing, no matter how many times it's outlined, no matter mm-hmm. how many videos you show, they just say, "Well, no, it's just <clears throat> it's the police that are the ones that are brutal." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, wait a minute. I, no. I mean, I, again, I I I'm not saying that the police have done everything perfectly through this. Mm-hmm. There have been some pieces of evidence that have shown uh, police acting inappropriately, I think, at times. And what happens when you show us those videos is that we say, yeah, that 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 that's not the right thing, and that that needs to be corrected. If that person did, you know, committed a crime, that person should be charged. When we show you fifty times the amount of material that shows the other side doing things like that and worse, you just act like it doesn't happen. It's it's it, it just yeah. it's like as if I'm I, I have CGI at my house and I'm making these things up every night. That's exactly what's happening. I remember when uh, there was a protest in Provo, Utah, of all places, uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, there was a guy who got stopped by a crowd and they surrounded his truck, and uh, one of the protesters walked up and start and shot him uh, through the through the car window, and the bullet entered him in the side, and he took off uh, because. He's surrounded and he's being shot and so he didn't i think his his thought process was kind of hey i don't want to stick around to be shot again mm-hmm. i think that was the process so he he started driving slowly and then it went a little bit faster and people moved out of the way and he he left uh and so my son was arguing one of my sons was arguing with uh some of the leftists who were saying look at this man driving through tr- through through crowds uh he was shot. <laughs> yeah, well, he shouldn't have been driving through crowds. <laughs> no, no, he was shot no, before. He was shot before he drove through the crowd. <laughs> I mean, they're just, and they, it never computed. It just, it didn't register yeah. with them. Uh, they, they continued the same argument as if, hey, he was being shot at, just didn't register with people. It's really strange. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't matter what the protesters do. It's fine. And the cops are always wrong. And this, always. This strategy is fascinating to me because if you look at like people would say, I don't know, let's just go back a decade. People would say, oh, uh, you're racist. They've been making that charge forever, right? Mm-hmm. You're racist. And you'd be like, okay, well, here's why I'm not racist. And here's the here's here's why uh, this policy works better than this policy. And you'd explain that out. And they, that battle was fought for a long time. And I don't know if it's just so obvious now that they lost that battle where they kept saying it was things were racist and everyone knew they weren't. So what they did was just change the definition of the word racist. Now, if you're yeah. just, if you're white, you're automatically racist and there's nothing you can do about it. You're never going to be able to solve that. So you're automatically racist for life. And it's like, yes. well, I guess if you're, the definition of the word racist is I have white skin. I mean, I don't technically have white skin, but I guess I have peach or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm white, I'm automatically racist. Well, then they automatically win the argument. If that's the definition of the word, and it's like, well, how about these words mean things? Like when I say you're a boy and you're a girl, those words mean something. And when you want to come in and say later on, well, actually, as Ellen uh, so helpfully helped us define, it's just a feeling you have in your head. That's what gender is. Well, that's just another thing. You're just coming up with totally new definitions for existing <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. How about let's just keep the words the same and you can make your arguments, but they know they can't win our arguments that way. If right. the if the language doesn't move, if it's concrete instead of quicksand, they can't win these arguments. 
So now they just mm-hmm. change the language as we go. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah, their their arguments right now just don't even have to make sense. Uh, I'm not racist. I've never discriminated against anybody. Well, that's your white privilege showing. Wait, wh- what? <laughs> what is what is yeah. what is my white privilege? Well, that's your whiteness. You're just you're you're just white. And you're just saying my race there. So yeah. I thought that was something we weren't supposed to be focused on. Did we do the uh, TCU story here uh, yesterday? I can't remember. I, 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 might have, I, I think, think I did so. it on Stu Does America yesterday. Story about the head coach of TCU football. And he is apologizing now for using the N-word. Gary Patterson? Yeah. He used the N-word. Yeah. Pretty bad, right? Yeah. Except for the fact that when he was using the N-word, uh-huh. it was in the context of yelling at a player for using the N-word. Oh my so he gosh. quoted the player, but he actually said the word. He didn't say the N-word. Oh, now, man. is that a bad idea as a white coach? Sure, it's not a good... I mean, the easy thing, the easy mm-hmm. safe tip here is just never say it, right? Like, you mm-hmm. don't get... But still, mm-hmm. context matters here. He was saying it was inappropriate for this word to be used uh, and, and was criticizing its use. So the players... All they they start tweeting about how he said the word, so Patterson gets in trouble. He's now apologizing. The players are skipping the get-togethers and practices. Oh my god! And they say to him, not only do they say, "Look, we told him," uh, you know, because they're like, "We had a meeting, and we how do we move forward?" And uh, we told him he just can't use that word. That's not appropriate for him uh, to use. And then we also told him he needs to stop saying, "I don't see color," because he does see color. It's like. This is a full-out frontal assault on Martin Luther King. It is. I, I don't see color yeah, is, is now racist, guys. Jeez. They've changed all of these definitions. What do you mean? I don't. A colorblind society was supposed to be the thing we were all shooting for. And it's this- a random physical characteristic that means nothing. The color of your skin is nothing. It's just like the color of your eyes. It's nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't define you. It doesn't. It, there is no culture associated with it. There is no white culture and black culture. Well, look at the black culture of, of black people in the United States and compare it to black people in Africa and tell me they have the same culture. It's totally different. The country has a culture. There are areas within the culture that are influenced by other uh, cultures, but it has nothing to do with the sc- color of your skin. White people living in in other countries, white people who grew up in Asia have Asian cultures, right? Like that, it's much more about your surroundings. The color of your skin is a nonsensical way to categorize people. It's just dumb. And we, just like it would be dumb if we said, you know what, uh, that person has long fingernails and that person has short fingernails, or that person has blue eyes and that person has brown eyes, these these sorts of, this person has blonde hair. That person has brown hair. There's no reason to separate people among these lines unless you're just trying to utilize it for power. We can all acknowledge that in the past people did it, but it was dumb then. That was the lesson of that era. The lesson of the racist era of the past was to learn that racism was dumb. Not to just implement it on another color. Right. Which is what we're doing now. Yeah, exactly. It's insanity. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. We have some direction uh, from from Fauci. Thank goodness he was he was on with uh, Sanjay Gupta was interviewing him yesterday, and then they took 
they took some uh, questions from people online and one of the questions was we're the united states of america this seems to be hurting us more than other places where we just not prepared for this or what happened here's that exchange dr fauci the title of this series is when public health means business and this far it seems like we haven't made business at all uh, the united states has four percent yeah. of the world's population uh-huh but 25% of the world's COVID cases cases. cases. For a country that is the most affluent and influential, mm-hmm. that is a catastrophe. catastrophe. My question is, yes. knowing what you now know, what would you do differently before the next pandemic or during it? Well, I, I think there's two parts of that question, sir. One is, you know, how we, how we might explain how this happened and what I would do different. And then what you would do different for the next pandemic. I think preparedness, we put together a pandemic preparedness plan as we were trying to respond to the threat of the pre-pandemic bird flu back in 2005. And again, it was a plan that was a reasonable plan. And in fact, when it was evaluated independently by Johns Hopkins, it stated that it was our preparedness for a pandemic was essentially number one in the world. But what happened when the rubber hit the road on this and we did get hit, we had the kind of response that was not as well suited to what the dynamics of this outbreak is. And huh. what happened is that we had a bit of a disparate response. We, we live in a very big country and we often leave the decisions about the implementation of things at the local level. And what we've seen is a great disparity in how individual states, cities, et cetera, responded. The critical issue that I think we need to look at how we can get that down is that when you look at the curves and it relates to Sanjay's graph, that when we went up and then started to come down, everybody got hit badly. China got hit badly. Europe, particularly Italy, France, and Spain. When they went up and they responded, they came all the way down to a baseline so that when they started to reopen their countries in a very careful way, they had to deal with little blips that could easily be controlled. When you looked at our curve, it's telling. And that's the thing that bothers me. We went way up and when we came down, we came down to a plateau of 20,000 cases per day. That is not a good baseline. We needed to get further down so that as we went along over weeks and months, mm-hmm. we stayed at 20,000 per day. Some parts of the country did very well. They came up and they came way down. Other parts of the country held it so they didn't even go up. But there were so many different players, as it were, in the country that yeah. the totality Irritated. of the country, mm-hmm. that some net of that was a flat line that was very high. And then when we decided with the guidelines of how we can open America again for reasons that we obviously couldn't stay shut down forever, was having terrible economic consequences, terrible consequences on employment, we decided we would try to take steps to open. And when we did, we didn't do it uniformly. Some states did not pay attention to the... um, the benchmarks or the checkpoints. Others 
did it fine, but the citizenry within a state or within a city actually did an all in one phenomenon. They said, we're locked down, so now we're just going to let it fly. Now, you could say, no, that didn't happen, but the numbers tell you what happened. All right, we got what it. What happened? Uh, <laughs> what he's saying here yeah. in a really lengthy ex- explanation <laughs> is we have a Tenth Amendment to the Constitution, which gives yeah. power to the states yeah. to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. If, if it weren't for that pesky Constitution, <laughs> ah, we could control people a lot better. Wouldn't that be great if we just if we could set fire to that constitution? So there's that. And there's another glaring omission in his explanation here of why we got hit harder than others. And it seems like there was a little situation where thousands of people were gathering together every day in the streets. (laughs) Yeah. Yelling and screaming and spitting and and setting things on fire and (laughs) robbing nike yeah. stores uh the protest had nothing to do with this seems pretty notable Come to on. me seems pretty notable to me yeah uh yeah, yeah. And, and look you know his point on the states is is you know in, at some level probably true it's easier to to, to freaking if, you, if you're north korea it's probably easier yes. to control yes. a pandemic or china or china because you can just yeah. you know you weld mandate. people into their apartments right your like, central government tells people yeah. where they're going to be and they have to be there it's probably the one situation honestly the one situation i can think of where it would be great to have a dictatorship if you're king you could just do whatever you want and you just yeah you can lock everyone away and it won't be spread like yes but it's not worth the trade-off obviously um you know the states states obviously have to Safety be able to take for their our, own for our freedom yeah we're, we'll take that uh over freedom every time apparently yeah. or we should be doing it yeah and i don't think look i don't think we should and 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 he's not even you know i, I mean he kind of just touches on this but several places are having up to and look at israel's chart it looks just like ours i mean I, you know is the it, philippines yeah. is another example of somebody yep. who locked India. down really tight mm-hmm and they're having a huge spike right now. India, Peru. I mean, when you look uh-huh. at the, the excess deaths as compared to the population, we're not even close to the top of that chart. Lots of other, what well, you know, still Peru, Ecuador, Spain, Chile, uh, UK, Italy, Belgium, France, Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, all ahead of us. So that's and, at and least that, ten. Is that twelve? How many? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, it makes us twelve. And there's only twenty Jeez. measured. Um, you know, wow. uh, Brazil and Brazil is theoretically behind us at this point. But I mean, does anybody believe you look at Brazil? They're at 100,000 deaths with a smaller population than us. It started mm-hmm. much later than ours. Uh, and they are a, a country in complete disarray over this. It's, you know, this yeah. is uh, they've been hit. Really they're going to find hundreds of thousands of deaths in countries like you know, places like Brazil. Like you, you, you look at India with over a billion people. You're really going to tell me. You know they're gonna they're having you know twenty thousand cases a day in India. No, I mean, come on, obviously not. They, they, there's no, it's not happening. I to mean, me, the same in China. I think China's lied through yeah. their teeth the whole time. You're I telling me true. they've only had forty six hundred deaths. China, really? I, I don't believe it either. I don't. Believe I don't that. believe it either. And it's, it's that's to the point where even left wing commentators will acknowledge. Yeah, we don't really believe those numbers, right? Because you can't. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You can't. But I mean, you know, like in theory, if if you're a country, you know, they, people praise places like South Korea, or you know, well, what South Korea? The way they got that under control was they broke all sorts of things in our constitution to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can like, yeah, you know, I don't want to make that trade off, frankly. 
I don't want to make that trade off. No, I'm not willing to do either. it. But I mean, like they're talking about all sorts of things that the U.S. would be very uncomfortable with central quarantine and, and you know, forced uh, digital tracing of contacts. These are effective policies if your people let you do them. And when you don't <laughs> right. have to care about whether the people agree or not, it makes it a lot easier. That yes. doesn't mean that a dictatorship is better than the United States <laughs> system. Are you sure? I'm really? pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. That's a radical I, I, thing that you're crazy. just saying. Na, 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 na.